Helping Ritually Abused and Trafficked Children by me, Kathy O'Brien. I hear daily from good people wondering what they can do to help stop human trafficking proliferating over and within our borders, as well as effectively help the survivors. Due to overwhelming satanic traumas being used to control victims, including children, many compassionate people of various faiths and religions are reaching out to help. I am encouraged by the wisdom expressed in seeking how to help when many cult religions inadvertently reprogram rather than deprogram due to blurred lines of beliefs adversely affecting the heightened suggestibility of survivors. With Satanism dominating our government and Hollywood culture and subsequent proliferation of their New World Order Dark Agenda funding mechanism of child trafficking and harvesting resuming with the steal of elections, it is up to us to unite in cause to stop these pervasive crimes against humanity. I am pleased to have received a list of well-thought-out questions on how to help occult ritually abused children reclaim their free thought, self-control, and inner peace. The more I wrote answers to these questions, the more I realized the need for open discussion with therapists, social workers, and caring individuals with eyes to see, ears to hear, and soul to know that healing is possible for everyone in light of truth. In these days of imposed censorship and suppression of truth, please share this information as widely as you can. Human trafficking and harvesting is fast becoming the most lucrative industry in the world. Both victims and survivors need our help. I am fortunate to have been rescued right from the deep state New World Order Wash DC Swamp by Intel Insider Mark Phillips. Mark saw that I was being trafficked on the highest levels of government under MKUltra mind control. He not only saved my life, he also handed me keys to healing from the unthinkable he had gleaned from Intel Mind Sciences. While working Intel Mind Sciences at the War College Psychological Warfare Division, Mark was appalled to learn how Satanism was being strategically implemented as a trauma base for MKUltra mind control. Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino was trained at the War College to be an MKUltra occult programmer for our military and individuals like me. Aquino did not personally believe in nor call on the power of Satan, but rather realized and utilized the strategic scientific formula he learned for controlling minds. It doesn't make it, or Aquino, any less evil just within our realm to affect. So the frequently asked questions. Number one, what do you think is the most important thing a counselor who has not personally suffered any deep-seated trauma needs to know and consider when working with children that have been immersed in ritualistic abuse? You are dealing with an autogenic brain response to trauma too horrible to comprehend by DSM-4 definition not a spiritual possession. Spiritual expression can be suppressed, however, through mind control. Superstition begins where knowledge leaves off, and it is best to understand mind-brain function and address healing accordingly. Question number two. 
What is the most important quality a counselor needs to have in order to effectively help these children? Logic over emotion in your responses. Love and compassion is your motive. Abused kids' senses are hyper and telepathy speaks louder than words, so your attitude is more important than what you say or do. If you are calm and confident, rather than fearfully concerned with etherical forces, you will calm their fears and inspire self-control. Calm them with your calm. They will mirror and match you anyway. Number three. Do you know anything about utilizing spiritual protection for the children and counselors when working with them? This could lock in their programming to even suggest spiritual protection is needed. Knowledge is our defense against mind control, and arming yourself with truth is the ultimate spiritual protection. Anything ritualistic will be counterproductive to the child. Beliefs don't change reality, only perception of it. And the reality is, ritually abused children experienced autogenic brain response of neuron pathways shutting down to compartmentalize unthinkable trauma, leaving them highly suggestible and easily led. If you suggest they, or you, need spiritual protection, you are inadvertently, subconsciously giving power to dark forces haunting their memories which could repress memory further. It's the wrong message to a highly suggestible child who needs to be empowered by their own free thought, strength of spirit, rather than have satanic beliefs reinforced by well-intentioned religious beliefs. Number four, do you know anything about seeking permission if involved with exercising potential demonic energy that is currently or has previously inhabited these children. That is akin to exercising darkness so that it doesn't overcome light when it really can't even penetrate it to begin with. Exercising to a literal mind, which ritually abused children have, will be perceived as making it stronger as occurs with physical exercise. To cast out, is even worse considering the brain has been compartmentalized from trauma and those neuron pathways need to be reopened in order for integration to occur. You're bringing pieces of the mind into the whole, not casting them out further. To even suggest or acknowledge demonic energy reinforces program, erodes trust, and hinders healing. Focus on the reality that love is the most powerful force in the universe. Encourage and empower highly suggestible kids with positive motivation. Number five, how important is teaching love in this work and how would you suggest doing that? Living love is the best teacher. Kindness, understanding, compassion. Live the love you are with joy and strength of spirit. All kids want is to love and be loved. Abuse disrupts that innocence. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. I was told by well-intentioned others while healing that I needed to love myself. How could I love myself after what I'd been used for? I found daily affirmations did not work, so I began to seek who I really am. 
Other people's perceptions of me were not my answer. So I sought answers at the base core energy of my being. And that energy is love, spirit. So I simply live the love I am rather than try to love myself. With love as the most powerful force in the universe, it became my conscious choice to live the love that I am. Shining love's light through conscious choices, a brilliant mind naturally overcomes dark forces. Number six, what advice would you give someone who is about to work with these children so that the children could maximize their healing process? Healing is within, and it is within us all to heal, regardless of age or circumstance. We are born with amazing physical, psychological, and spiritual resiliency. Nurture healing of all levels. Heal the physical brain through having survivors move a pen to write out as much memory as possible, depending on age and literacy, and also to draw it out. Literally, draw out the wrongs from repressed memory and write the wrongs. The very act of moving a pen, no typing, requires the logic part of the brain, whereby shifting emotionally incomprehensible trauma over to logic where it can be consciously dealt with. Seeing the writing or art on the page also reinforces conscious comprehension, reopening neuron pathways. Writing out trauma heals the brain. Talking about trauma reinforces compartmentalization and re-traumatizes. It's the way our brains work. Also, writing out trauma is not telling a secret they've been programmed to keep, like verbalizing it would be. Talking about it keeps it compartmentalized because it's not bridging over to other parts of the brain. It is staying contained in the brain. PTSD, Time to Heal, deals with this issue in detail. Heal the psychological through providing understanding that what they experienced was not their fault. Calm fears that parents will be killed or whatever threats were used to force silence. Abusers lie to kids and their lies are not reality. Remind the kids how safe they are. Another helpful healing tip would be to encourage kids to write out or draw the way the world should really be and how people should treat each other. Write out and draw possibilities of what can be achieved in life by positive choices. This helps expand the brain out of compartmentalized trauma into other areas of brain firing. Abuse hinders creativity, so this is a great brain exercise. And true spirituality naturally strengthens when free thought and free will is reclaimed and innate love is lived. Number seven, how is trust reestablished with these children? And how did the mind controllers manipulate trust for control, leverage, confusion, and compliance? Controllers destroy trust with abuse. Do not confuse Stockholm Syndrome with trust. Control is gained through trauma, which heightens suggestibility. The conscious mind takes flight from trauma, leaving the subconscious wide open to be easily led and deceived. Animals taught me to trust. 
Nature and animals work well with healing children due to their unconditional love and telepathic knowing who is good or bad. Pets are often better judges of people than we are. Since abused kids have heightened senses, they sense what animals do, as do PTSD veterans, which is why so many veterans are provided rescue dogs. People who abuse children often abuse animals and vice versa. So when Mark's wide variety of pets were so eager to see him and be with him, I sensed I could trust him too. This works so well with kids that horse therapy farms are prevalent. If animals aren't your forte, kids can still trust you to bring them to animal therapy centers. Equally as important to gaining trust is to never give place to demonic forces or the need to have spiritual protection because it plays into their abuse. Not only does it reinforce program, it could trigger the child to lose trust in you. Because the subconscious has no ability to logically reason, this triggering makes you look like one of the abusers and therefore inhibits any trust bond on a subconscious level. Again, these kids are highly suggestible and operating through their subconscious and heightened senses in order to survive. They are not consciously thinking this through. An ability to critically analyze and reason is lost until healed, so appeal to the senses, like animals do. Number eight, did you ever love your controllers or feel sorry for them? I did not feel anything under MK Ultra Mind Control. Asking abused kids how did that make you feel reinforces emotion rather than logic and their emotional experience has been so bad their brains compartmentalized it. So avoid seeking emotional responses, which can be detrimental. Instead, ask, what do you think? Write it out. With that said, Stockholm Syndrome is very strong. Programmed attachment and allegiant must be sorted out through further down the healing path. I certainly did not feel sorry for any of my controllers for abusing me. Depersonalization and dissociation inhibit feelings so much that it takes time to begin to feel again. Torture, including pedophilic sexual abuse, shuts down pain receptors, which is why we see so many horrifically abused kids with piercings and tattoos. This is not a judgment. Oftentimes, such neon signs of abuse are signs that the victim or survivor is trying to feel again. Looking at today's prevalence of mind control on our streets exhibits heartlessness, lack of compassion, an inability to hear beyond program, and an irrational display of acting out emotion. If feelings are focused on in therapy, that is jumping way ahead of the healing process and will hinder it. I also did not forgive my abusers, as that is akin to condoning the abuse. Through my healing, I gained understanding and was then able to let go of any bitterness, vengeance, or negative energy that only fuels dark forces. It also allows for change of perspective, such as my realizing my mother was not in control of her actions due to multi-generational abuse and my father's controls. I developed compassion amidst intolerance for abuse. Bush took over Reagan and his administration in the wake of the assassination attempt on him. 
Once I healed and had access to my full brain rather than compartmentalized perspective, it became clear that Reagan endured undue influence by Bush. I have compassion for anyone who is not free to live their own life's purpose and will not judge anyone on their own healing and learning path. Logical understanding, rather than emotional forgiveness, allows for expanded insight and freedom. Number nine. Are the controllers just as controlled as their victims due to their subservience to evil or whatever has employed them to act the way they do by following the given program? Mind-controlled victims do not control anyone, not even themselves. Victims can only trigger each other and act out their own abuse on others. Knowledge is our defense against mind control. Having knowledge regarding mind control prevents the controller from being mind controlled as they have awareness of the formula. Awareness is the opposite of mind control. In a multi-generational satanic family, actions become autogenic after three generations. In my case, my parents had been sexually abused, their parents had been sexually abused, and I was sexually abused. MKUltra Project Monarch is a multi-generational mind control program, and I inherited heightened sexuality. Despite my heightened sexuality, I am not a predator nor a pedophile, and the most torturous trauma I endured was not being able to prevent my daughter's abuse. I was also ritually abused, as were my parents by their parents. Nevertheless, occultism was not an autogenic belief, but rather subservient response to evil actions inflicted upon me by others. By replacing superstitious etherical beliefs with logical empowerment that soul is stronger than genetics and love is the most powerful force, healing occurs regardless of how many generations were affected. In some multi-generational cases like Michael Jackson's, who was in the same MKUltra Project Monarch I was in. For example, the resultant compartmentalized sexually abused child persona could trigger to act out sexually with other children. This is conditioned or programmed behavior rather than systematic application of abuse for control. It is imperative the adult heal because intentional or not, the brains of children being played with will still respond to trauma with compartmentalization Thus, abuse perpetuates abuse, yet does not make the victim a controller per se. Things are not always so black and white, and there are gray areas as individualistic as a child's individual experience. Mind control is a sliding scale. With awareness comes responsibility to break the cycle. Pedophilia must be stopped. Number 10. Would you consider the controllers to be possessed? And are you really just interfacing with something demonic and pure evil? Possession is often used as an excuse by consciously aware predators. Like my core energy is love, their core energy is evil, not possessed, but innately evil living on our planet, within our realm to affect. Number 11. 
What activities can help reacclimate to the present after focusing on writing out the past? I was work like a slave, and still the most exhausting work I did was heal. Plenty of restful sleep and good nutrition are very helpful. It is important to differentiate between dissociation and being tired from mind-brain work. Healing sets its own pace according to when memory flashes occur and do not necessarily happen at or for a designated period of time. Healing time varies according to the individual, and it is not an event. It is a process. It is easiest to rejuvenate after writing or drawing out trauma by enjoying nature and doing something completely different to reacclimate to the present. Playing music could be a dissociative tool unless it is being taught and structured. Math is a great way to realign the brain with the present due to its logic, as is cleaning and organizing. A bit of responsibility could be very beneficial, like feeding and walking the dog. Also, you'll notice in PTSD Time to Heal the importance of a concept of time. This will vary, of course, with age. Yet perhaps a schedule will help, or writing down what time the dog was walked in order to keep up with conscious continuity of thought. Since the mind is highly suggestible from trauma and vulnerable from memory work, be mindful of song lyrics affecting the subconscious and or movies, and especially video games. Choose wisely what young minds are exposed to. Number 12. How does one disarm a suicide program? I assume they embed one in every person. How can this program be detected and what triggers it typically? Death suicide programming is usually attached to a memory where if the memory surfaces, the person must die before telling the secret. All death program can be overcome through deprogramming the program first by writing it out. Writing it out is crucial and a lifesaver. Voicing it contains the memory within its compartmentalization, limiting other aspects of the brain from consciously overcoming the program. Most importantly, voicing it tells the secret that the death program is attached to. Writing it out can be kept secret until consciously acknowledged and diffused. Do not discuss it just because it's written out. Consider the 21-day rule in PTSD Time to Heal. Reinforce safety and self-control. Suicide programming is still death programming that may be rooted in fight or flight by jumping, for example, as though running from a memory. Like voodoo, it is rooted in belief and can be logically deprogrammed by the person writing or drawing out what was told to them by whom. Again, talking about it can reinforce programming the compartmentalization, whereas writing it out opens neuron pathways, giving more self-control over the situation through conscious acknowledgement and access to a broader perspective as brain firing increases. On CIA MKUltra mind control levels, programming is sophisticated enough to regulate breathing and heartbeat. 
by reaching so deep into the brain to manipulate those primitive levels, military special forces, for example, can take a bullet and complete their mission by programmed regulation of blood flow. The program is called No Time to Bleed. In my case, I had been satanically programmed by Aquino using horrific heart trauma to demonstrate he had control of beating heart, mine. I wrote out his words he used to program and the scenario in which he did it. It's my heart. He cannot control it with lies. I control it with awareness of truth and strength of spirit. This kind of scientific, strategic, brain-specific programming is common now, replacing the antiquated suggestion that a spy take a cyanide pill before telling secrets. Because I deprogrammed from the deepest levels of my subconscious, I learned the ins and outs of my own brain much like a martial artist does. We are capable of more than we know until we expand thinking to grasp the magnitude of our innate healing abilities. I fully recognize the absolute healing capacity we were born with and celebrate it by staying healthy. It doesn't take a faith healer outside ourselves to do it for us when we realize the gift has been within us all along. No one else can possess that innate gift. Not even a sophisticated MKUltra mind control death program, nor a satanic-themed one. Satanism only has as much power as we give it, and it feeds off fear. Truth frees us from fear. Within our minds and within our world, love unites us above all religious semantics and is the light which overcomes the darkness that is designed to divide and conquer. Love always wins. <laughs>